0: welcome 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 guys to the mentor Leah podcast show as you guys know recently i've been having some amazing inspirational people on here and today i've got two amazing ladies boss ladies that i met here in sweden I find them super inspirational, and today they're going to talk to us about a few things of what they do, so let's get straight into it. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. So tell me, guys. I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Tell us who you are, what you do. Let's get into it. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going to say my name in English, which is
1: <laughs> usually a conversation breaker. My name is Rehab, and not that kind of rehab, just a regular <laughs> rehab. I don't even know what regular rehab is anymore. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Garcia. I am, uh, do I need to mention my age? You don't have to. Okay, it's just yeah. nothing but a number, yeah, right, yeah. Sarah? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so I am mm-hmm, uh, age, and I am a teacher and uh, a blogger slash influencer, although I hate that term, but... Whatever, I can own it Guys, today. she
0: doesn't look a day over 25. I don't know why she's not telling her age. Because, <laughs> because I, okay,
1: I'll turn 31 uh, in like December. So well, I'm kind of she not.
0: super young. <laughs>
1: thank you. Thank you. Sometimes I feel like I'm 15 because she's I gorgeous. have students. Yeah. <laughs> you are gorgeous, darling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what I do. I teach uh-huh. and I blog about mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. as a hijabi Muslim mm-hmm. woman in Sweden. I've been doing it for the past nine years. Uh, and, yeah, and then I do a lot of other side projects to that, but we can get into that later, right? Yes, and Sarah,
0: tell us about you. Sorry, I said Sarah in English. You know. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. My name is uh, Sarah <laughs>
2: Aljanabi, and I am a teacher. And I'm also a... Um, I used I used to work as a presenter mm-hmm. for TV4 mm-hmm. in uh, Sweden. There's a huge TV channel here, guys, in Sweden. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Right now, I am busy doing a podcast with my best friend called Bestie Snack, which is like best friend, uh, bestie talk. Yes. Guys, they're
0: best friends. I forgot to,
2: how can I forget to mention
0: that? That's (laughs) why I have have both of them on here, by the way. Exactly. You can't have one without the other. I'm sorry. That's that's exactly what she said when I said, I want you on my podcast. She was like... Girl you better have Both of us so yes. I was like I want Back both of you deal. guys I, <laughs> yes, I want that I yes. was like I want both of you guys But maybe I should Have you guys separately Should I? No Do both of us I said okay baby I, I love it, it. <laughs> I love it but, but this is like Our first interview-ish Appearance hey. together yes. on, And I is, get to do it Yes you I, so, it's, it's an honor we For us it. to it's be normal. in yes. your.
1: And And especially but Since we're talking Only English That exactly. is Exactly It's the first time Guys they doing. teach
0: English I don't know why That's a big deal Yes I know But we been. So <laughs> yes, uh, me too.
1: I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to talk for like a full half, 40 minutes on English? But we're used to it. Although we're very used to code switching a lot. So mm-hmm. we'll Swedish English, mm-hmm. but now we'll see how it goes. Anyway, Sarah, continue. So yes, besides that, uh, I also, <laughs>
2: I'm the co-founder of uh, Digital Teaching mm-hmm. uh, with my best friend, uh-huh. Rehab. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? The rehab. And uh, we have a digital platform mm-hmm. uh, where we... Uh, T- digital t- digitalize. No, no. Digital, di- digitalize. Digitalize, yeah.
1: Digitalize, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Yes. Um, teaching. Education mm-hmm. and teaching mm-hmm. and uh,
1: do lesson plans for mm-hmm. uh, our youths. Mm? I mean, yes. We focus I mean. on using social media as a platform for um, language development, mm-hmm. and all classes we do are based on
0: different social media platforms. Amazing. How did you guys come up with the idea? Well, I think
2: we both realize that we both love social media so much. We love to incorporate it in our um, teaching lessons Mm -hmm. Uh, and the kids love
1: it. So it was that's a win-win. Where, yeah, exactly. That's where the idea we uh, noticed that popped the ki- up. Yeah, we noticed that the kids were spending a lot of time on their phone, on mm-hmm. social media. So instead of like arguing all the time about why they should put away their phones, we thought let's make something out of it. So we started like a blog project where they were allowed to use their phones to blog. Amazing. Uh, yes, and then we do YouTube also, right? Exactly. And just, you know, incorporate social media, which is something that they love already into like a positive way of using it and it's like studies has shown that uh, students who write for an audience Mm -hmm. uh, get like more conscious about their writing which Mm -hmm. also makes them develop their writing skills and formal and informal ways and same thing when it comes to youtube and presenting on youtube makes kids feel like there's an audience so they put in the effort in a different way exactly amazing so you guys
0: do it now at schools Yes, yes we do
1: and the kids uh th- it makes them l-
0: sorry guys we cut off you guys know i don't do any editing so let's do it again <laughs> um so you were talking about how you guys are do- using this tool to teach in schools right now yeah exactly mm-hmm. how we use social media to incorporate it in our s- uh, education with the
1: kids mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and we teach grade seven to nine right mm-hmm. now which is yes. what is it in like definition is it, is it a high school no. it is pr- uh, junior high <laughs> yes it's junior, junior high i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so that's the level. So we teach kids from 13 to 15 years old. Exactly. And it's kind of like they're the target audience for using social media in school, actually.
0: Amazing. So you're combining this with your full time work as a teacher now, or is this separate from it? Uh,
2: uh, both, actually. Yeah. We combine it and we do it separate. Yeah, separate exactly. Just mm-hmm. to keep it alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So when you do it separately, who are you offering it to? Uh, to other schools, to ah. so other like teachers. to hire us, Smart. to other teachers okay.
1: who would like to take. We do workshops, mm-hmm. we do seminars mm-hmm. where we uh, offer what do we offer uh, so f- further education in digital teaching, digital teaching. so we have That's lessons and that are So ready. if
0: anyone needs to get in touch with you guys yes. how do they do that
1: we can f- they can find us uh, on Instagram for now yes. mm-hmm. uh, at And teaching. we have a up and coming website it's yes. yes. called d- digitalteaching.com yeah
0: uh, and then we, international
1: yeah, exactly yes. and we ha- we on Instagram we're digitalteaching.se for
0: mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. So they can just DM us, and we will show up at their schools. Yay! Yes. Right. So yeah. now I'm gonna go into your separate lives, guys. Mm-hmm. I know your besties. I love it. Okay, you will, you me, you okay. start yes, with Sarah. I just want to listen to Sarah. Yes, please. Oh, well, I was actually okay. gonna start with you. So well go no for telling me. That was Sarah. So yes. Sarah, okay. tell us. So one of the things that I find very inspiring about Sarah is I was at an event a few was it a few weeks ago? Yeah, only a week ago. I oh, think. Yeah. you see, this is how busy my life is. I feel like it's like years ago. Um so it was a week ago and it was oh yes it was when I was nominated for this um Woman of Award I exactly. actually forgot yes yeah. you yeah. were no- nominated yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah that was yeah. amazing so thank you guys um for that and yeah sarah was talking about so you one of the presenters um host sorry yeah i was really um, one listening. of the hosts um that night and she told us about her story how she got into presenting and um into tv so i was super inspired by how she got there so she's going to tell you guys so tell us about that part of your life first well, uh let me start by saying that originally
2: I come from uh, Iraq or Iraq uh, and <laughs> I don't know how, how I know Iraq. how
0: some people pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: so I was born there and then uh, at the age of 7 we moved to Sweden. And uh, it wasn't it was a very tough time growing up in Sweden as um, an Iraqi girl uh, with a Muslim background because we lived in a Swedish, uh, like, uh, neighborhood. White community. Yeah, white community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was basically one of a very few Muslim people
0: there. Mm-hmm. And non-white,
2: basically. Yeah, yeah non-white, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I immediately uh, understood that I was different mm-hmm. <laughs> from yes. the rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I think, that's where it began. I felt like, okay, um, I'm now in a country where I have to work not twice twice as hard, but three times as hard as everybody else. Literally, guys. Yeah, literally, exactly. And uh, so I just had, I I just went into a state of mind thinking that if I want something in this country, I have to go get it. It's not going to come to me. It's not going to be offered to me. so to grab it. I have to grab it. Mm. Literally mm-hmm. go and grab it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, uh when I started university, I've always known that I wanted to be on um TV, especially doing like some type of journalism, okay? Uh I didn't take that path to journalism. I took another path, mm-hmm. uh to teaching, obviously. Ah. Obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm a teacher right now. <laughs> uh but uh Every morning, as I was doing my makeup before going to uni, mm-hmm. uh, I had this show on in the background. And it was a show where um, it, it basically is a game show. Oh, okay. and, and there's a presenter, and people can call in and give you the answer, uh, answer a question, and then win money mm-hmm. once they do that. And so I just decided that one day I will work there. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted at that time. yeah. And uh, But I said that every morning for a while, mm. like maybe six months went by. And I said that, okay, one day I'm going to call them and say, you need to hire me. I need to be on that screen, okay? Mm. Uh, after many days of thinking that for myself, I just decided like, okay, today's going to be the day I'm going to call them. So I just did. I called that channel. Uh, which is one of the Sweden's biggest channels. uh, And I told them that I want to work for this TV show. And they said, uh, okay, then you need to contact that production (coughs) company. And that's when I went to the production company. And they told me to call another guy. Mm. So I had to call several people Mm -hmm. to talk to the man who later would be the man hiring me. Mm. Uh, And when I called him, he was so shocked that a uh, non-swedish girl would just call him up and say you need to hire me for your show that's what you call boss moves guys boss move it, yeah really it was not i don't know if i would do it now mm-hmm. <laughs> but i felt like when i was younger i had more um guts in me yeah or i had more I and i think more, we're
0: more courageous when we're younger. yeah um, we're like well, i let's was just very more courageous yeah.
2: exactly Um, so he was shocked by that and he was like, okay, who are you? He said, you need to come by tomorrow and do an audition. So that, that's what I did. (laughs) And at the audition, uh, he recorded me and then he said, this is great. This is it. I want, I, for me, you got the job, but I have to send this tape to, uh, the men upstairs, Mm. the real bosses. Mm. And they have to approve you. So I was like, okay, this white man just approved me. <laughs> now I have to pass for to several other white men. So. Several other white men.
0: Basically.
2: Uh, and at that time, Swedish TV—it wasn't. Um, there wasn't a lot of. There weren't a lot of girls that looked like me, had my skin color, or had my background.
0: I even think growing up, I never ever saw someone. Uh, On TV and non white. Non white, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Especially for these kind of shows that were. Everybody was watching Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, everybody knew about these shows. Exactly.
1: They were always on.
2: They were always on, and there were several shows for every channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then so uh, the boss, white man, (laughs) they uh, approved me. Yeah. So within a month, he said, I don't want you to. Do this show.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna start a new show where I want you to do to be the lead hostess. Wow! It was a, it was major. I was like 22 years old. I was like, whoa. Oh, are was, you giving? Hold on, hold on.
0: How old were you? 22. Wh- guys, I just missed that. I, yeah. I don't know where, how I missed that. That's amazing. You were 22. Mm-hmm. I was 22, 21, 22. Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: And he said, I don't. I want you for a new show. Mm. And that was so major for me. Like, s- somebody wanted me to open up for a new show.
0: And be the lead.
2: That's and be the lead,
0: awesome.
2: yeah. Uh, so uh, that's where, how it started. And from there, that's where my journey uh, started with being a presenter. For mm-hmm. After that, I was a presenter for different shows, mm-hmm. different game shows, mm-hmm. for different channels. Mm-hmm. And uh, until today, I, I, um, I have learned so much. Mm-hmm and uh, i appreciate that time i worked from 2008 until
0: 2016 that's amazing yes that's, that's a long time well done yes. mm-hmm. um and i honestly like i said your s- story inspires me and i absolutely Thank you so love it much. um what's your advice to young people out there cuz i know there's a lot of people that want to um get into like presenting yes. and tv um, and they look like us, you know. Mm. They are not white people. Mm. Let's just make that clear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how do you think they could get those kind of jobs? How can they put themselves put themselves out there? Like, what's your advice?
2: I would say uh, it's, it's much easier now mm-hmm. than it was when... I started. True, and also with the help of social media, exactly. do you think, nowadays? Uh. YouTube is the door to everything. Uh. Just be consistent. Mm. You just have to do it. And I feel like you create your own TV show. If you want to be a TV presenter, t- create your own TV show uh, on and YouTube. then spread it uh. on YouTube and then spread it to the world, to That's people. Smart. And I feel like uh, if we tell people to spread something, mm. people would auto- will automatically do it. And if we tell people, share this, share this, spread it to everyone you know, somehow, maybe not at first, but eventually people will do that, Mm. especially if you have something to offer, like if you're funny or if you're interesting or Mm. if you um, do it really well Mm. and you don't need to, you don't need a lot of equipment. Mm. You have your phone, you have your camera,
0: of course,
2: just uh, Mm. learn how to do some basic
0: editing Mm. and you're done that's amazing something that dawned on me when you said youtube do you guys know who Lily singh is no Lily singh no um she she goes by the name of super super yeah Lily singh yes super something Uh, it's in superwoman superwoman ah she went by that name so i don't know if you guys remember but she has been consistent with youtube and you know she's the first asian lady to have her own late late night show and having that on in Hollywood, obviously, it's so yes. whole other level. And, you know, it's comedy and stuff. So I just now just thought about it because she just um, started it. Sorry, she launched it a few days ago. And that means that she was consistent. She made it, of yeah. course. Yeah. She was consistent on YouTube for so exactly. long. For so many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, you know, I feel like people that grind and people that work hard, they deserve all the success that they
0: can get. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with Thank us. Thank you so much. So rehab, are you ready? Your turn. <laughs> yes, I was so
1: inspired. I I keep like feeling that Sarah, why didn't we meet each other like at well we met at that time, but like prior to that. Yeah. Actually, when did you guys meet? Uh, well, actually, we met when once we started uni at Yeah, exactly uh, at uni around that time.
0: go to the same one? Uh, yes, program, uh, we yeah.
1: went, we met at the English department. Yeah, So we're really, we uni friends, but well, then we became best friends because mm, so much happened during our uni life.
0: That's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So tell us about the blogging you do because blogging was something that was very huge, I think, growing up as well. Yes, it was. Um, and you started it very early on. Yeah. So, girl, tell us how you did that. Well, I've always
1: loved to write. I've always, like, enjoyed writing in school. I've... Always, I knew that I wanted to do something uh, that had to do with writing, uh, however, I didn't like know what it was the right like mm. not become a writer per se, mm-hmm. although that's one of my dreams now. <laughs> but back then it wasn't like that available, but I knew I wanted to write, so um I started off writing blogs on do you remember, Sarah, when we used to have Play Ahead? Yes, and one could write stuff on Playhead. Playhead? It's like
0: Facebook, except ah. it's
1: Swedish. It w- ah. used to be back then when we were okay. in like, uh, Grundskolan, ah, you know? I don't know, I don't
0: know. And then there
1: was this other uh, other side called mm. Notstad, and I used to blog there. Mm. I only had those platforms to write. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, it, that passion came and went. Mm. So after I got married, I thought, I asked her to start blogging. Mm. And then when she started, I was like, I'm going to start blogging too, mm-hmm. again. And prior to that, I've had different blogs. I had one blog with ha- which had a Muslim niche, and okay. is- an Islamic li- niche. Mm-hmm. So I blogged for that for like two years, mm-hmm. my journey to Islam. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I asked to blog for a huge Muslim conference. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, I got married. So mm-hmm. once I got married, I was like, I want to document my life mm-hmm. as married. Mm-hmm. And I want to be like a this big sister online because there wasn't like any relatable blogs out there for me to read uh, except from the ones that were abroad so there was not a Swedish blogger Mm -hmm. that I could follow
0: and Uh, Muslim influence period right period exactly
1: so I thought I'm just gonna be the first one or I think there was one girl who uh, but I couldn't relate to her because it wasn't like she wasn't living the way I was living, okay. so it wasn't relatable for me. Mm. But I th- thought, okay, but she, the, there's her, mm-hmm. and there has to be me. Mm. The other side of like the token. So I started. I love that. So how long have you been blogging? For nine years. My whole marriage, actually. So I've started from the first, like, after a few months after we got married, once, like, the house started to get into proper shape, I documented, Mm -hmm. like, my interior design. I documented the lame cooking I was doing at home, (laughs) the miserable rice I forced my husband to eat the first days. So
0: do you feel like you learned how to cook after? That's actually a funny question. Yes. A lot of people. Yeah, I actually
1: told my husband when Mm -hmm. we were having, Having these uh, yes, getting to know each other's mm-hmm. s- sessions, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I told him I can't cook. Is that a problem for you? I was like, what? What do you mean you can't cook? I was like, no, I can't even like boil an egg. Just so you I know. Love that. And he was like, it's fine. We can learn together. I'm like, okay. I respect. So that. sweet, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but really I was like, I, you just, I cannot fool you to think I will make you a gourmet dinner. <laughs> Uh, once we get married because mm-hmm. that's not going to happen so mm. i started off by cooking like sausage but now you do gourmet dinner. yes yeah. i do now yes. i'm good at cooking
0: alhamdulillah i have three kids and a husband well, it takes is practice guys yeah. exactly like, make it such a big deal like you have to know how to cook before no. you get married no no you no, don't, no. <laughs> you, no, don't. Honey, you just have to be fab and or, or, or offer other things to the table absolutely <laughs> right? absolutely and speaking of your blogging what kind of challenges did you face because you did mention that before and i think that's Yes. Sort of well, really the thing is, uh, because uh, yeah, because
1: mm. I was amongst the first mm. girls to start uh, blogging in Sweden and in mm. uh, w- Sweden. Muslim was, girls. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Muslim girl. Mm-hmm. N- there were many other yeah. girls. Uh, yeah. So since I was one of the first Muslim girls to be online, uh, which is uh, kind of a vulnerable situation to be in in Sweden, especially since our Muslim community is very uptight. Can I say that? Yeah, we yeah, are uptight. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it was kind of like, what is she doing online? How can her husband But I think also that? you need
0: to mention that the Swedish community and society already In were general. uptight, right? Yeah, exactly. And then and on, on top, top of Islam. Islam. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> that, we're Muslim. That becomes a really yeah. uptight uh, yeah.
1: community, Yeah. So, and people were like questioning whether I was doing this behind the back of my husband. Who was he really taking oh my, my pictures? Oh, God, really. And yeah, people could like text me saying they're hearing conversation about me in the library. Do you remember that, Bobo? Yes. Once a friend was like, Yeah, well, there were people discussing your economy, whether you were taking interest or not. And they were like, How can she live this life without oh, taking yeah. any loans? People were having legit these conversations in a library instead of studying and i was like i remember you telling boo boo haters make you famous i'm like oh yeah you do that just keep talking about me i love that and but the thing is right then and there there sometimes it took a toll on me Mm -hmm.
0: but i knew i wasn't doing anything wrong so i just kept going yeah yeah and then one of the things now is that you said you actually you know after nine years now you get paid to do this yes so how how did you get to that level Uh, yeah it is uh, it it is as you
1: said consistency you need to upload frequently i used to upload uh, way more than i'm doing now because i've settled i have many other projects so i'm good with that Mm -hmm. but before when i was building my blog and my brand Mm as as a muslim influencer yeah yeah -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. i i was consistent i uploaded three times a day i had like a planned um, schedule on what topics I should blog about. Wow. So I had one uh, outfit post per day. I had one food post. And then I had wow. one random thoughts That's post. That's
0: commitment. Yes,
1: it was. And I was like, how did I have the time? And wow. I used to study also. So and you married.
0: And you having babies. And you studying. studying. Yes. Wow. A consistency, consistency. Absolutely. But I loved
1: doing it. And mm-hmm. I loved documenting my life. And I, ha- I am that person that mm-hmm. has a lot to say about everything. So I just vented on my blog. I, also,
2: you're a really good writer. Do you I think, think so? I think that's why people,
1: Um, I loved, I still love reading
2: your blog, Mm. but I think that's why people um stayed true to following your blog, Mm. because you're a really good writer. I mean, if you write about a meal or if you write about a really important subject, Mm. you write it so well.
1: Thank you. The thing is, with my writing, it's not like I am a poetic writer or something. I just write with... bit of a humor Mm. like to it so Mm. people understand that i'm serious but i don't take myself too serious so there's always like a hint of not sarcasm but a fun tone Mm. so i talk about very awkward very uh, conversation that people don't want to have necessarily Mm. but i try to talk about it in a way that people might feel like okay this is very important and i just learned something but she's not doing a five-page essay about it. Mm. Yes. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. And nothing I feel like with social media, I don't know if you faced that mm. or you've had that struggle, but... Sometimes it becomes your life. Yeah, And I think, did it did it at a point? Because you said, yeah. posting three times a day, that's a lot. Yeah,
1: the thing is, I had a period where I felt like, oh my God, I need to do something because mm. I don't have anything to blog about. Y-
0: you know, I was at that point as well when yeah. I started. Everyone well. gets oh to this point God. that you feel like, yeah, oh yeah. my God,
1: I need to content create mm. just for the sake mm, of it. Mm. And that's when you just take a step back and see, what am I doing in my life? What is making me happy? Is it really posting or is it actually sure. doing something for me mm. and for the people around me? And then creating the post after
0: that. I love yeah. And one thing I did I took six months break
1: Yeah I remember I've always When I got been, to that point Exactly I've also been on a break yeah. uh, I've been on a few breaks actually mm. Breaks Rebranding yeah. Trying to find myself In this cyber journey And one, the longest break I've had is a few months, mm-hmm. whilst uh, maybe giving birth or being pregnant. Yeah. It depends on what kind of you can't life. let these
0: things become your life. No, you
1: can't. No. And I've always had my studies and my teaching mm-hmm. aside from that. So, mm-hmm. but to get back to how you can make money. Yeah. After you be your consistent, mm-hmm. after you build your audience, mm-hmm. you start reaching out to brands.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, first you are the one reaching out to the brands, and after you've built a name for
0: yourself, brands will
1: reach out to you.
0: Ah, I think that's key. I think a lot of people don't know. Yeah. About no. That. You have to email,
1: email, email. Mm. You get a lot of no's, Mm. but you need to be consistent in your approaches to different companies. You have to have like a good, this is what I have to offer. This is the amount of time I will put into marketing your thing, whatever that might be. You phrase yourself in a way. It's like you're you're fishing for clients. That's what you are. You're doing PR. That's what you're working with, really. So you have to be good with your wording, uh, good with presenting yourself and putting what you can offer to the table.
0: I love that. That's yeah. amazing. So wh- at one point, did you feel like the brand reaching out to you?
1: It was actually once I had started getting more like recognized uh, companies. For instance, I worked with Babyland, which mm. is a huge uh, Swedish yeah. uh, kid company. Mm. And then I had another uh, huge uh, company called Anvina, which is also related to Babyland. Mm-hmm. I had Convic once oh, nice. uh, reaching out to me, mm-hmm. asking for a Ramadan campaign. Oh, and nice. the thing is with a niche it makes it more available. Let's say you are... So then it's a niche. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you need a niche to build your brand. Mm -hmm. Are you a hijabi blogger? Are you a fashion guru? Are you a family blogger? Mm -hmm. Are you a Somali blogger who Mm -hmm. wants to make it in the Somali community? Mm -hmm. That's your niche. And Mm -hmm. then you brand yourself and you market yourself around your niche. I am a lifestyle blogger uh, that wears hijab. Mm -hmm. So the diversity part is a check. The hijabi part check in this very you know people who are afraid of islam but still very curious Mm -hmm. so that's a niche that makes people wonder who are you and what what is this that you do that makes me want to reach out to your Mm -hmm. audience Mm -hmm. and how do you create engagement
0: i think that's the question that is
1: to be interesting Mm -hmm. to know to give people what they want ask Mm -hmm. questions make your followers feel like there is always something new that you can share with them and that you can learn from them that's how you create engagement. You make people want to tell you their story, yeah. oh, at the same time listen to your story and you support it.
0: I love that. Right. So oh. both of you guys are on social media as mm-hmm. Muslim yes. influencers. Yes. Um. What are some of the things that you, um? Let's talk about the positive and the negative. Yeah, so you you can, what do yeah. you think? Is what like? have you experienced?
2: I think both both the uh, positive and negative is the criticism that that you comes are with it oh, mm-hmm. comes with it mm-hmm. and i feel like you you just have to learn that not to take it personal and just to grow from it and
1: uh, it goes goes both ways for the positive and negative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. not to take take it personal that's like key, key. if yeah. you're going to survive in social oh, media gosh. absolutely uh, because people will say a lot of things and if because you are a person online mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're presenting yourself, so Mm. everything is about About you, you, exactly. So it comes for you every corner. (laughs) Exactly. So it's so hard to get that. You know, to to start not getting things, let things get to your head.
0: Absolutely, Mm. I love that. I love that. Um, and then one of the things that did come up that we did speak about is the hijabi world right now, Mm -hmm. because um, rehab you wear hijab. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you've seen in the hijabi Muslim Muslim influencer world? In the hijabi Muslim online community, as I call it, I've seen so many
1: trends. Seeing that I've been online for nine years, I've seen so many. I myself have changed throughout the years. I've started. Uh, wearing hijab uh, with uh, skirts and uh, dresses to only abaya to back to skirts and dresses mm-hmm. to now doing a mix of both, mm-hmm. but I've always been like true to the way I cover, mm-hmm. uh, always and being modest exactly mm-hmm. being modest always you know covering chest area covering mm-hmm. back always vocal about the way hijab should be worn. Mm-hmm but also humble about my own personal journey that mm-hmm. I might be, I'm not perfect, so mm-hmm. I have my flaws, mm-hmm. but I address them openly. And I talk about the struggle of being a hijab. And I also talk about sometimes the fact that it is too hard. And we all go through the stages where we think, should I continue wearing it? What is happening to me right now? Mm-hmm. I am weak. How can I be stronger? And for in the bigger Muslim community I'm not that big in uh, Comparison to a lot of the uh, Muslim influencers out there who have 1 million 2 million Baby girl we're not here to compare You're well in in your own lane Yes Mm -hmm. I know but Mm -hmm. in the bigger sense of the big ones Is the trend that is going is that People are now leaving their hijab Mm -hmm. Behind Mm -hmm. them so we're
0: losing role models For these young kids So what's your advice to people who are right now Listening to us struggling with Putting on or taking off the hijab both
1: of them I, Yeah, both of them we for the ones who are putting it Wants to put it on and yeah, feel like the Yeah, to world, find the courage Yeah, yeah exactly To yeah. find the courage And just believe that If Allah has blessed you with this feeling inside your heart Then you just should take that feeling and run with it
0: Beautiful And yeah. for the ones who are on social media uh, And who want to take it off Because they want to do better And before we even get into that Let me um, say something You know This is a confession for me when i start following you as uh, someone who's wearing a hijab and that comes off mm. i don't think i'm gonna follow you anymore and i'll tell you guys why because there's this one girl i remember mm-hmm. she's the first motivational speaker i've seen okay who's of color woman mm-hmm. of color who is wearing a hijab and she made it to these big platforms of the people i watch on social media okay. for motivational speaking and as soon as she hit that oh. she took it off and it was so disappointing and heartbreaking to me. I am not judging her, guys. Like, I'm not saying anything bad. But I'm just telling you, like, when you got in there and you grabbed it, and I was like, oh, my God, now it's even more easier for me to get up there. Mm. It was like she broke that picture. Mm. Like, bam. So, yeah, going back to that. Yeah. The thing is, I, I don't know um, about your
1: field, yeah, but yeah. in the social media field, mm. uh, seeing that hijab can be a niche, that people built huge platforms mm. out of, and most of them have done exactly that, built a niche and then built a, ta- a target audience that is huge, one million, two million, three million followers. And then all of a sudden, take off your hijab. That means you actually ta- you're actually you taking off the thing that led you to where you are today. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I would do that, I would the logical thing for me to be is like, guys, you know what, I'm not a hijabi anymore. I respect the community that we built, but if you wanna follow me on my new journey, here's my new account. I would just shut down that Everything that comes with that mm. brand that I built because i 'm mm. no longer a part of it
0: absolutely, and then and you on. don't
1: represent that anymore exactly. that's what people forget and that 's so sad because that 's not what happens on mm. social media. People stay, mm. and people are uh, because it is so hard to make it and it 's so hard to make your account grow that much, mm. people will never quit because for them, the platform they've built is so prior to everything else.
0: Mm. And that
1: is very offensive to us who struggle on social media of different kinds or just maybe wants to make it. But, And the thing is, it's so contradicting because at the same time, these girls have built their huge platforms of being hijabi. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they've modified the hijab, Mm -hmm. which made us who are wearing like full cover hijab mm. look like extreme and not sure, getting the modified yeah yeah, yeah Exactly like not, the not word, getting yeah. the recognition mm, from social started, media that we might want yeah. or the brands that we're trying to create are mm. not being as successfully mm. exposed mm. because we're the conservative ones mm. and then all of these are just leaving it
0: mm. which is
1: like okay so what was the point
0: yeah 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 so, so just going um, back to yeah yeah just going back to um the question so the people who are on social media right now mm-hmm. who are trying to do well mm-hmm. and they want to take it off to get more attention. I don't think that's what yeah. they do it
1: for. Do you think the we tra- we talked about this a lot last time?
0: I think um,
2: there is... I, I think... Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Okay? Yes, let's. I think that there is some type of pressure that when you, once you become a certain type of big mm-hmm. influencer mm-hmm. or uh, at a some type of level mm-hmm. big influencer that's when you realize that okay this is where how i pre- pre- am perceiving preserving it yeah. i don't oh. wear the hijab okay. mm-hmm. i don't wear the scarf mm-hmm. uh that's when i think that it's it, it's too it's too hard to say no mm, mm, mm. i'm going to say it it's too hard to
1: say no do you think so Wilco? yes I think so i I try to believe that it has nothing to do with fame but all everything to do with pressure.
0: I think it has a certain percentage to do with wanting more following and more. you think more so absolutely do you, absolutely. you think so too i agree i agree. Yeah.
1: i don't know. I never think about it that way i um more
2: offers like I, yeah, I yeah, can believe that these uh women and girls are getting offers from so many companies, so mm. many uh, co- like people that want to work with them. Mm. And but do I th- don't think that they look down on the hijab, but I just th- think that they outgrow
0: it. Mm. Or they think
1: it hinders them. Yeah, yeah. it hinders them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing is, I think that these girls started off as hijabis, which was the sole reason mm. why these companies wanted yeah, to be with them. Yeah, exactly. reached yeah. out to them in mm. the first place. Mm. But I think that other companies, Uh, after seeing the blue verification mark, seeing the number, start to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes like,
2: I don't think it it happens over a day. No, I don't. don't. Gradually. I think it's a very long process. Mm -hmm. And maybe it makes them feel anxious about it uh, or feel some type of way that the hijab doesn't fit their new lifestyle Mm
1: -hmm. true that could be it yeah
2: but that's my perspective and my point of view and it could be totally wrong yeah
1: I, mean, I don't share exactly the same point of view but i can see the picture yeah. i don't know i think it is a lot about pressure maybe mm-hmm. outgrowing but the thing is i don't mind people take off their hijab for so many different reasons absolutely, i don't absolutely. care about that but it's not one solely a reason no, exactly it. but the, what my my recent post about this hijab removal trend on social media is about our online community how does this affect the youth how does mm-hmm one who starts off by making hijab tutorials encouraging the youth to put on the hijab showing that we are strong we belong here on this platform too like everyone else what does that happen what happens to these kids the young teenagers who follow them once their role model or this person that they relate to who they follow their tutorials take off their hijab Mm. and stay on the same platform. Like, and nothing has happened. Mm -hmm. That is my issue. That is like from one influencer to another, I've built my brand on being hijabi. I've talked about motherhood. Mm -hmm. I've talked about You know, how to suffer from anxiety. I've talked about marriage. I've talked about everything. Mm -hmm. But the sole reason why my platform grew big is because I was one of the first hijabis online Mm -hmm. in Sweden. Mm -hmm. So if I would remove my hijab, the most common sense for me is to remove my
0: platforms with it. I respect that. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we're gonna go into something a bit more fun that uh-huh. I found really interesting okay. about both of these ladies. Mm-hmm. So they're married; both of them have babies. Yes, we have. Um, and they told me about how they got married, and I found both their uh, stories very interesting. So, who wants to start? I think that on the social media note, you should start. To move.
1: <laughs> yes, do that. Come on. Oh tell yeah, us actually, the, juice on the girl. social media.
0: Exactly. No, yeah, yeah, Sarah is gonna start. Yes. Okay, so, so us. spill the juice.
2: Uh, I used to have a blog, <laughs>
1: and
2: no, my course. sister, my my. Husband husband's sister
1: mm.
2: used to read it so she was uh, a blog reader yeah exactly one yeah, of your yeah, uh, yeah. readers year reader. mm-hmm. yeah and uh, she basically told him that i have found your soulmate this is a girl that she has is adorable yes, same interest as you oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, we come from the same country mm-hmm. and um, i think that she felt that her brother is so picky, so he's never going to find someone like him mm-hmm. to be interested in. Mm-hmm. Especially a girl that's Muslim mm-hmm. and comes from Iraq. It's, yeah, exactly. And so she was like,
0: this is the girl. Perfect girl. Yeah, <laughs> and so, and we have the... Shout out to your sister-in-law. Yes, yeah, 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 my sister <laughs> was really. such a go-getter. <laughs> yeah. She just Voss. saw a girl. <laughs> exactly,
2: and she told so him she was, my at brother that up. time... Yeah. I was working as a TV presenter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was studying to become a teacher, oh, yeah. and so I feel like, and he was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want a blogger, because mm. being a blogger at that time, it wasn't... I had a, ver- stigma. You had a yeah, stigma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, eventually, she convinced him, and he started visiting my blog, mm-hmm. <laughs> frequently, very frequently. We started
1: stalking her blog. Yeah. Let's say that.
2: Without me knowing about it. I mm. didn't know her. I didn't mm. know him. Mm. And they were from a, to- a whole different city. city yeah. 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 So, yes, uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, it was it's so... Uh, creepy to know that
0: someone is watching you yeah this this is what happens with social media yeah we don't know who's like well (laughs) you (laughs) don't know who's following you
1: you might find your husband in your next social media dm or something you
2: (laughs) never know guys you never
0: know yeah
2: eventually he started
1: writing to me and
2: i found him to be very interesting Mm -hmm. before he
0: wrote to you tell me what happened (laughs) before he wrote
2: to me Mm -hmm. he uh he was studying in a in a different city Mm -hmm and he said he w- he thought like this he was like uh i'm going to i'm going to look for a job mm-hmm. once i graduate i'm going to look for a job in stockholm mm-hmm. if i get the job i will write to her and it's because
0: she's from stockholm guys. because yeah, i live in yeah. stockholm mm-hmm.
2: and he lives in another so city so he made that bet basically Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he And then he said, if I don't get the job, I'm not going to write to her. Mm. So he got the job. He wrote to you. He wrote to me. And they married. And the rest <laughs> exactly. is history. Yeah. They yeah. were married. And, uh, and we have a beautiful baby
0: oh, uh, called beautiful. Uh,
2: Tariq. His mm. name is Tariq. Tariq. Yeah. Tariq. Oh, yeah, my God. Tariq. That's a beautiful. Yeah, model. right?
0: And uh, and we live happily ever after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Inshallah. Absolutely. Oh you also forgot one thing. Remember yes, we you. wrote, she it wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have my notes, so, <laughs> um, remember how we spoke about you? Said uh, you, so. By the way, Sarah got married at twenty-eight, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I got. Okay, and you got a lot of. Yeah, um, yeah that journey. Girl. Yeah, let's talk
2: about our culture yeah. and ha- the pressure of mm-hmm. getting married. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was twenty-eight, unmarried, which is a huge problem. Problem coming from an Arabic uh, culture and uh, the Muslim mm-hmm. community and, mm-hmm. yeah. in general. In general, yes. So, but my parents and my family, they had no pressure at all. If I could stay at home until I'm 40, 50, they would love that. And me too. (laughs) Me too. No pressure. But I started to get um, proposals Proposals. at that age. A lot of proposals. Mm. And from really good guys. All of them. They were so nice. And they were good on resume. They were good on paper. And they looked good in person person Mm. as well. Uh, But I felt like I wasn't ready. And I didn't find any of them um like me they they weren't
0: similar to you yeah they weren't oh. similar to me mm-hmm. and you guys i just need to mention she is stunning stunning Aww. obviously yes. she has 101 proposal <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> thank go you so much you're so sweet
2: <laughs> for saying that but uh I, I didn't take the first uh best guy that came my way and i respect that why didn't you do that i didn't do that because even though I didn't know myself mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. at the at the age of twenty eight mm-hmm. or twenty seven, um, I knew what type of guy I wanted. I knew what type of man I wanted, and they didn't take all the boxes. I don't th- I don't think that you have you need to have a list that you need to check uh, off mm-hmm. uh, that if a, g- a guy has to be this or that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of had a similar uh, like um, an idea, an idea of yeah. how I wanted him to be. Mm-hmm personality wise and how he should talk to me and treat me and even though all the other guys were really um charming and nice and beautiful beautiful in their own way Mm -hmm. something did not feel 100 Mm percent right
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i respect the fact that you said don't take the first best thing that comes and Mm. i think that's something that happens in our communities and our muslim communities in general because we think that, oh, my God, I'm over 20 and I'm supposed to get married. Like, first of all, that's old, okay? Yeah, you can get married old. whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But don't just jump at it because everyone else is telling you to get mm-hmm. married. Like, that's what I'm trying to um um tell you guys. And that's yes. why I want you to tell us this story. Sorry, continue. No, mm-hmm. don't. The right guy will come. Yeah.
2: Don't and settle. Don't settle. And don't, if you have the, like, even the slightest um discomfort in you, mm-hmm.
0: Don't then you it. know,
2: don't do it. Mm. Respect. If you have the slightest discomfort in your stomach or the feeling that you'll, this guy is perfect, he looks good. But something doesn't feel right. He has a great job. Mm. He treats me well. He's nice to me. He has, mm. comes from a great family. Mm. If something is off or if you feel like I'm not 110% head over heels in love with Listen him. Listen to your gut feeling, guys. Don't do it
0: don't, don't, and as, don't and do as it, as females, it backfire yeah and as females don't you think our gut feeling always saves us yes it it's does guys it, it does. saved me 101 times yes. mm-hmm. if I see someone coming and my gut feeling says he ain't the one trust me I run the other way yeah run <laughs> the other way yeah. it will only I backfire and I,
2: I would hate for to see a girl take such a big step t- as to getting married mm. and then regretting it oh. it's like a huge
1: 5 thing. 6 years later. Yeah, 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 it's a huge thing. And we've seen that happen a lot yes, unfortunately a lot and, and then there, there are th- babies involved. Exactly. Of course, that's not getting divorced want. at a young yeah. age. Yes. Come on, we yeah. don't want
0: that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story. I love that. And Rehab on the flip side had a completely different <laughs> story and that's not alone they are best friends and this shows you guys like the opposite attract. So yes. tell us Rehab how's your <laughs> marriage story?
1: Yeah, well of my marriage story. Uh it is my husband and I uh we worked uh, at the same bo- bo- wait, I'm going to fix my job. my husband and I worked at the same conference. Um uh, Zoom, like a Muslim uh, Scandinavian conference called Zoom. Mm-hmm. He was actually
0: the. Hold on, is it those conferences they used to do for like three days or exactly. a week when we were younger? Yes, I used to go to those. Yes, yeah. everyone goes to that yeah, 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 once in their life. And yeah. my ha- my father used to be so
1: against the fact that people found their husbands there. Oh yeah! Like, Don't worry, that. I'll never I'll never be that kind of girl. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> then you were <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. So tell I us was, how old you were, by the way. I am. Uh, no, no. How okay. old you were then? I was uh, twenty one. Mm. Yeah, I got offered to blog for the conference. uh, So I blogged for the the whole three days. And I had like an interview segment where I was going around interviewing different people and different positions of the conference. And I've seen my husband a few times before that in different conferences uh, that he used to volunteer a lot. And I used to volunteer You saw your husband before? Uh, Seen. Only Ah, seen. Ah, you've seen him. Not met or yeah. yeah, yeah, I've just seen him. He's a good looking guy. He's been in a few places where I Ah. was. uh, We volunteered at the same. So you've seen him. Exactly. Only that. Yeah. So we worked at that conference Mm -hmm. at the same time. And... I saw that he was checking me out, mm-hmm. if we're going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He knows that. Yeah. You know that too. Boo-boo. You know that. And I was like, this guy has been looking at me for two straight days. What's his problem? Yeah. If he wants something, just approach me. Yeah, let me know. So what I did, <laughs> what I did, this was what happened was, I chose to interview the uh, security guys. He was one of them, so mm. I just approached his friends. Uh, I and love that. Did yeah. you
0: sneakily do that on purpose? Yes. I said, That's okay. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Of course, you <laughs> know that afterwards. Yes, I, I go was get always a g- also a go-getter. Okay. Mm. I was like, okay. I and all the
1: girls were talking about this. Turk who had uh, fabulous eyes and I was like, is this the guy who's been looking at me? And that's whole- him? Yes, it was him. Yes, yes. girl. So I saw mm-hmm. one of his friends. I was like, okay, do you want do do you and your two of your friends? I didn't think he. I well, I kind of knew he was going to choose that guy because they seem to be always together. But I chose to ask his friend because okay. I, I was like, can you just choose two other people to be in my interview? Yeah. I want to talk about the security segments in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the conference. Mm. So Mm -hmm. my husband and his two friends showed up.
0: I love that. I interviewed them (laughs) casually.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just interviewed them casually. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the conference was over. And I was like, okay, maybe I will never see him again. Maybe Mm -hmm. I will. I don't know. And after a few days, a friend called. And she said, well, this is the guy asking about you. Mm -hmm. And I said, which guy? And nobody knew exactly where he came from Mm -hmm. or whatever. She was like, okay, man, that guy who was hanging out with the other guy who had a beard I was like okay there were only two bearded guys Okay, which one is it mm-hmm. and then she said well this one who so he had the beard before he was even like popular yes I love that one. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> the beard is a thing with me I need a man with a beard so I said okay if it's that guy I'll get to know him and I didn't know little did I know that my husband wanted to do this really Islamically and really proper traditionally
0: so, yeah. exactly we actually have, Islamically it's not even traditional yeah, sorry guys it's so Islamically yeah. traditionally it's, yeah, yeah, there yeah, are so different, many different yeah, tra- ways of doing tra- this in, in the
1: culture. but Mm. my husband wanted to do it very islamically so Mm. he went with like a third party Mm -hmm. and it was me and her who had the contact and contact with each other and this girl was the imam's daughter Mm. so it was like that legit Mm. and then when he wanted to meet he wanted to have like a A sit down yeah a sit down Mm -hmm. what what does that mean for people who don't know it means that you you meet with a chaperone Ah. basically Mm -hmm. and my brothers couldn't chaperone Mm -hmm. And my father was not interested in the beginning process. He was (laughs) like, just tell me when it's going to happen, when he's going to come knock Mm -hmm. on our door. Mm -hmm. So we decided that uh, the girl that was the third party could Mm -hmm. be one of the chaperones. And then he had a friend who were married. So they were also the chaperones. So we were sitting like it was a... A group of people. We were tell like, tell them Fine. how many
2: sit downs, sit downs you had. You, we only
1: had three, and then my husband wow. was like, "Okay, I'm done. Can I just come ask for your hand?" Wow. And I was like, "Are
0: you guys? Respect. Are you psycho? Or whatever? put your <laughs> ring on it?" If <gasps> yes, you know, exactly. You know. Well, he knew. And so that, between the time you met and you got married, tell me what the time was. One month. And Stuff.
1: Yes, one month, three sit downs and then we had like a group conversation with the third party and so then amazing. my husband came and proposed <laughs> and then this like in a period of one month mm-hmm. and then after he proposed we talked for with my father's uh, consent for mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like on texting only in okay. MSN, mm-hmm.
0: and then he oh my god, do you guys remember MSN? Yeah, MSN it was those days. Yeah, MSN was the is, uh, back in the days. It was the ish. the Instagram
1: DM. <laughs> yeah, you send. It was MSN. It was harder back then yeah, because you yeah, actually you wouldn't find, find no, them, right? you needed the whole email to yeah. add that person. so to, oh my god, We so did that cool. for like a few days mm-hmm. with my father's mm-hmm. consent after he proposed. Yeah, and then my dad, my husband told my dad right away when he came and proposed that he wanted to do nikah.
0: Shalom,
1: and we come from a culture mm-hmm. Where nikah is like No, you do nikah three, ta- three days before the wedding The actual yeah. ceremony So, ceremony. sorry,
0: for those who do not know You're from two different cultures, right? Yeah, we,
1: I'm t- Tunisian, born mm-hmm. in Sweden And mm-hmm. my husband is t- Turkish, born Turkish. in Sweden too Okay,
0: so, so do you, are you trying to say You have different cultures We have different married?
1: cultures, yeah, oh, exactly Even okay. though we have Islam oh, Yeah, we always have Islam obviously. Yeah, always mm-hmm. Islam But the thing is, with culture, it's different because So how do you guys do it? Uh, we, uh, in Tunisia, yeah. we, you know, get to know each other mm-hmm. culturally and then mm-hmm. you have this, uh, you ask for your hand mm-hmm. and you say yes, but mm-hmm. then it's not niqab because uh, niqab means, for in my culture, officially. it means going like the whole way, like,
0: yeah, yeah, moving officially. in together. Yeah, yeah, exactly, I'm wrecking the place, sorry, yeah. so
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so my father was like, no, no daughter of mine will have niqab. Right away.
0: Okay. So he was so
1: angry. He's like, you can meet her. It's okay. You can sit downstairs in yeah. the, you know, our patio. We'll be watching yeah. You. yeah, he said, I can <laughs> look from the window. And yeah. my husband was like, no, this is not. The way you do Proper it in way. Islam, ah, so I cannot. Yeah. Be so he was very religious. Yes, in that yes, sense. very yeah. strict. He yeah. wanted like he, he didn't want he wanted just us to be able to go to town or mm. go to the movies together mm. without a chaperone. Yeah. You know, to yeah, properly get it to know each yeah. other. Yeah. So my dad was like, okay, I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then after two weeks, he accepted. I was like, okay.
0: Nice. And then
1: we had nikah engagement as we call it mm-hmm, for four months, mm-hmm. and then we got
0: married. Wow. like officially
1: wedding, moving in mm-hmm. and stuff like
0: mm-hmm. that. And how long have you been married now? Nine kids? years
1: and three kids, three oh, crazy kids later. Out. Yeah. Oh, so I amazing. really do believe in meeting the right one in that way. Mm-hmm. Like if it's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? Can
2: I just add something? I, uh, Can that add it was <laughs> 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 It was very difficult for the both of us to tell our fathers mm-hmm. yes. we have found our men. Mm-hmm. So difficult. Yeah. So difficult. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of girls still go through that. Yes, yes. It, th- That part has not changed. I think. Why
0: do you think? Why do you guys think it's difficult? Daddy's girls. I mean, yes. That
2: that's sense. when the daddy realizes, oh my god, my mm. little girl is she's gonna get married, gonna get married and she's become a grown-up. Yes, yes, and okay.
1: be gonna, uh, She's gonna become someone else's. Mm. And yeah, and that is a very hard thing for a father mm. to accept. Actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my father wasn't ready to let me go, and mm. I was only twenty one. So mm, it's sure. like, okay, can't you wait? And my dad didn't want us to have a wedding right away, so I move out so soon. Okay. So it was hard for dad to see me get married, oh. and like, and he was, it was like, kind of, you know. S- he was kind of standoffish with uh, my husband for the first few months of okay. our marriage. He was like, okay, you're someone else's wife now. And yeah. You're so young and you yeah. have three brothers. What are you doing? Like, yeah. But then my, pe- my parents love my husband and yeah. they think he's a good guy. So That's they're beautiful. happy with that That's decision. Beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. I think
1: my dad uh.
2: suppressed the thought of <laughs> me <laughs> being a married woman. Yeah, they kind of do that for a until while. Until I r- actually uh, got pregnant. Yes, oh That's my God, I remember like you like saying that deny it anymore. <laughs> like,
1: there's a like, like, baby in the oven. <laughs> yeah.
0: I cannot yeah oh, wow. I know. I remember we talked about this before. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's loved that. It. Yes. Love that and one of the reasons why I asked you guys, you know, I asked to bring it up is because I love how different your stories are. You yes. know? So this worked for you. Yeah rehab and this worked for you, Sarah. Exactly. So there's no one way guys for no. you to get married. There's no one way for you to find the right person. If it happens, it happens. Let it happen naturally. Don't, it. Yeah. Don't yeah. force it. At its own time. Don't pressure it. Both mm. of us didn't even know our husbands mm. existed.
1: We mm-hmm. didn't know our husbands prior to, you mm. know, actually meeting them yeah. in mar- marriage purposes. So mm. it's kind of similar but yet so different. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah, love but that's that. us, Bubu.
1: We're so, we're, we're uh, by the same, same, but different. Mm. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. We really are. Mm-hmm. Same, I love
0: really. that. So we're going to finish off with your podcast. Yeah. Tell them Woo! about your podcast. Let's talk about that. Bubu, I think you should talk about our podcast. <laughs> okay. Hold on, hold on. You guys need to explain what boo boo means for those who don't boo- know.
1: Okay, <laughs> you
2: explain it, and I'll explain the podcast. Uh
1: Well, boo boo stands for be outstanding and be original. So we did a boo boo. So we yes. we've calling. Uh, we've been calling each other boo boo since forever. It's just a nickname that, that, that nickname. we
2: uh used for each other since we started to become friends. Boo boo, yeah. and I love what, what it stands for. Yeah, That's boss. this
1: is actually we made the. What is it called? The, acronym? the definition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the acronym. We made it ourselves. We decided yes. when we were going to relaunch the pod that Bubu should be a segment of ours because we call each other that. Exactly. And so our guest becomes Bubu. And it needed to stand for something with a meaning. Yeah. So we came up with that. I love that. So, yes, tell us uh, about our podcast, uh,
2: it's called Besties Snack, mm-hmm. which basically is Bestie Talk. Bestie Talk. So, exactly. th- we are two besties that talk about. A lot of different subjects, mm-hmm. and we do it with humor. We talk about, we take on inspirational people as yourself, oh. yeah, exactly, and interview them, mm-hmm. and uh, basically is best to talk with a segment of interview, getting to know other inspirational women and people, mm. and we do we talk about. Everything. Yeah. Sometimes
1: we just chit chat
0: about basically what your best friends talk about. Exactly. exactly. Everything. <laughs> exactly.
1: Everything. Sometimes exactly. we have really deep conversations and right. other times we're just ranting over life. Yeah.
0: And that's so needed, guys. And exactly. I was just on the podcast. Yeah. So nice. You guys yeah. need so to, nice. listen to, you to listen to that. So what's your podcast? Um how do you spell it by the way uh, best it's in Swedish dist- no? like, yeah. yeah. So we have the air. Uh, yeah, ba- bass, uh, snack. Bastis. Snack. And it's
1: like on. it's like your t- uh, a snack. Yeah, you know? Basti's Bas- Snack bastis. Exactly. So cool. I'm
0: gonna write it on. Yeah, you can social. tag us, yeah. and
1: we're on Podcaster, and we're also on Spotify,
0: and then we are on Podbean. Podbean yeah. Perfect, perfect, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Mm-hmm. What's one thing you want to leave them with? I love quotes. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have like a favorite quote in your head that you love, can I? Right. And like can I read what I
1: just posted on Instagram yesterday?
0: So something you want to leave them with. Mm. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I love this. Dua changes qadr (laughs) And that puts my heart in peace.
0: I love wow. that. You know, I saw that you posted yesterday, and uh, I wanted to save it. Du'a
1: changes Qadr and that puts my heart in peace. Exactly. So beautiful. That's so du'a, beautiful. prayers change destiny, hmm. and that makes me feel like it is all up to God. Oh. That is actually, I'm gonna have this as a wallpaper on I my love wall. It. Thank you
2: for that. I yeah. Uh, I can't top that. <laughs>
1: I mean, <laughs> you know me, boo Boy, I just put them there. No, no but there's got to be something you like. No. Uh, no, it's I think the like the one quote
2: quote that I would I would tell myself mm-hmm. younger self. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow your dream. So c- cliche, mm-hmm. but you know what? Follow your gut. Mm. And don't always take the safe way.
0: Oh, I love
2: that. Yeah.
0: Beautiful, thank you, ladies. Thank you, thank you for having thank you so us. Much. It was Aww. so much fun to speak English for a whole pod episode. Hey, hey, hey! You guys did so well. Do you think Come so? On.
1: One would think we're really used. To, blah, sometimes I get tongue tied. Guys, tongue-tied. They, they, they teach English. I don't yeah. get what the problem
0: yeah, <laughs> is. We are English <laughs> teachers. Yes, we're qualified we are English, te- te- English yes, teachers. we are. But
1: still, you know, to be put on the spot on a podcast, it's hey, different. Hey, hey, hey! Sarah, we need to move to an English-speaking country. Let's, <laughs> let's. Hey, hey, hey! Thank you, guys. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode. next time.